What makes a church a church? That's one of the questions we meet in our study from the book of Titus, and there's much confusion on this question. This is Monday, January 23rd. Many people confuse the church with a building. A congregation may certainly own a building that's used for worship and other ministry, but a church is a community of followers of Jesus Christ. The little book of Titus is named after the church planter sent to the Greek island of Crete by the Apostle Paul. His job was to take a ragtag group of Christ followers and form an actual church, a congregation. Last week we saw that the first thing that Paul told Titus to do was to appoint godly leaders that could teach and serve the flock there. This week, we take the next step and see how that congregation is meant to flourish. Here's our text for today, Titus chapter 2, verse 1 to 2. You, however, must teach what is appropriate to sound doctrine. Teach the older men to be temperate, worthy of respect, self-controlled, and sound in faith, in love, and in endurance. Now, what we have in the book of Titus is an ecosystem of the faith. We looked at this yesterday in worship. An ecosystem is a self-controlled, self-sustaining context for life. I remember my mom helping me and my two brothers make a closed terrarium in a large glass jar. It had soil and plants and moisture. And it was amazing to me that the jar could be... a closed and the plants would flourish in that jar. In truth, it was a small ecosystem. It had water, nutrients, and the plants, of course. The only thing needed from the outside was sunlight. Now, Paul describes a congregation of believers as something of an ecosystem. How is it meant to work? Well, first, Paul tells Titus to teach the faith. Doctrine is teaching. And any congregation is built around God's word that has been taught to the people. God's word of truth opens the way for us to understand the gospel. It's the foundation of all we believe and all we do. It's about our faith, and it's about all that we practice. God desires his word to become the vocabulary of our hearts. Now, for this to happen, it is good to immerse ourselves in his word day in and day out. Second, Paul says that the older men are to be taught character. Why does Paul begin with the older men? Well, in his world, families and communities formed around faithful family heads. Last week, we learned about elders that oversee the congregation, and they protect the congregation from those that would do them harm. The older men become pace setters in the way they live. They're meant to be models, examples, for everyone else living in the community of faith. How could this happen? Well, they had to be respectable. That is, they had to be esteemed or looked up to. That way, younger men and women would desire to become like them. Yes, what Paul is saying is that the faith is taught, but it's also caught. In our day, we do not see the power that a community has in shaping the sort of people we become. But God meant our communities to grow and thrive in this way. 
And let's look at what these model men were to be like. Well, first, they're to be sensible, serious, not given to overindulgence. They're to be dignified in the way they live, free from foolish behaviors. Paul assumes that people know when life is being well-lived. The pinnacle of these character qualities is sound in faith, in love, and in endurance. We often find faith, hope, and love coupled together in Scripture as virtues. Here, hope is found as endurance. This person does not waver when tough times come, but remains resolute in following Christ. So the fabric of the social structure is held together by Christ, who is alive in the older men of the congregation. Of course, there was one more important than the older men. There was no one more important. And the reason is because families formed around them. They represented their families in everything, and also their communities as well. Outsiders believed the nature and health of a community could first be seen in them. They become models of the way of life that's found in Christ. In other words, if you wanted to see where the sort of life in a community would lead, you would look to the older men and the older women. Now, of course, this makes us ask about our role models today. In our society, often our young people look to professional athletes or fashion models or rock stars to be role models. What God wants young people to aspire to is character that has taken a lifetime to develop, a dignity and faithfulness in life that engenders respect, a faith and love that points to Christ. This is how the gospel begins to build ecosystems that are sustainable over time. Now, going back to that terrarium my mom helped me make all those years ago, it was remarkable how, though trapped inside that little jar, the plants actually grew and flourished there. Yes, even a small fellowship can become a healthy ecosystem of God's grace, showing forth how God created us to live in community from the beginning. You see, everything goes back to God himself, and then his word is ex extended into a community and lived out and modeled and examples are shown for those by those who are older. Let's pray. Thank you, Father, for not leaving us alone, but joining us to a community of faith where we can grow and thrive, where we can serve and learn what it means to follow Jesus. We pray for old, older godly men and women that can model the faith to our young people and who can provide leadership as the fellowship needs. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.